sports media and football fans are determined to make the Pittsburgh Steelers the darlings of the 2022 offseason. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are determined to upset them. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the cutting room floor. Today, I wanted to talk about how to off-season like the Pittsburgh Steelers. How to approach the off-season like the Steelers do. I know normally I try to talk about film on this show. We'll get back to that in the coming weeks. But there's been some topics I think we really need to cover. And this is one of them. Because as we approach free agency and as we approach the draft, we're hearing a lot about the Steelers. And that's understandable. Ben Roethlisberger is gone. They made the playoffs two years in a row, but lost horribly and embarrassingly in the wild card game in both of those seasons. This is a time of transition for the Steelers, and the Steelers are a marquee name. They have one of the biggest fan bases. They're perennially in the mix to make the playoffs, even when they're bad. In 2019 with Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph, it was the last week of the season when they were finally eliminated from playoff contention. They they were they should have made it. I mean, if they had had any decent quarterback, they would have made it in 2019. Like this team is perennially in the mix to make the playoffs and to make noise. And recently, even when they've made the playoffs, they haven't done anything. So this offseason with a big bunch of cap space, no Ben Roethlisberger, The Steelers are a big focus. What are they going to do? That makes sense to me. The problem with the Steelers is they don't approach free agency the way fans want them to. They have their own way of going about it. We've talked about the space they've had, uh, I know, on my show, uh, The Curtain Call with Michael Beck. On Wednesday nights, that's on YouTube. Comes out Thursday on audio platforms. We've talked a decent bit about the cap space the Steelers have and the cap space they can easily free up with cuts that make sense. One of those cuts that seems to make sense is Zach Banner, who hasn't played an entire football game in his career in the NFL. He hasn't played in an entire football game from start to finish. His only game he played for the Steelers, he was injured in that game. Hasn't played since. He's got a decent contract. He's got a decent hit coming this year. It makes sense. He's a cut. You free up space. No brainer. No problem. Well, and then Kevin Colbert comes out and says, He's excited to see more. He wants to see more from Zach Banner. And people are like, wait, the Steelers are going to keep Zach Banner? Like, you need to upgrade the offensive line. You can't be sitting there saying, oh, Zach Banner's our starter. We're not going to bring in any free agents. Why would we? We've got Zach Banner. The Steelers are very likely going to keep Zach Banner through the free agents period, through the draft, through all of that. That doesn't mean he's a starter. It also doesn't mean he's on the team's roster in week one. When Kevin Colbert says he'd like to see more from him, that signals to me that Zach Banner is most likely going to be on the team into training camp, where 
the team will da 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 see more of him. If he wins a job, they'll pay him. He'll stay. If he doesn't, he'll be gone. But they're not going to make that decision now based on, oh my goodness, if we free up this cap and we free up this and we do this and we get rid of, if we get rid of these four players, we can have the most cap space of anyone in the NFL and then have a whole bunch more positions to fill with that cap space. They're not going to do that. The Steelers like Zach Banner. They like to see if they can get him to where they thought they had him when they named him a starter on this team. And he was pretty good in the game he did play. He was pretty good, especially in the run game. He's also, if you paid attention to this and you've heard me talk about uh, Pat Meyer, the new offensive line coach, Zach Banner is a big, long, and strong offensive tackle who doesn't have the best footwork in pass protection. Similarly, on the other on the left side of the line, the Steelers are expected to come back with Dan Moore Jr., a big, strong, long offensive tackle who struggles in pass protection footwork. And they have a guy on the offensive line coach, Pat Meyer, whose system is designed to assist and help Big, long, strong offensive tackles who struggle in pass protection footwork be better players by being more aggressive, using their length more and their feet less, being aggressive and knocking people out, using their strength to say, you know, instead of trying to roll with TJ Watt and counter his moves by blocking him, which no one succeeds at, you move to him, you hit him, you disrupt him, you don't let him get started. And it worked. It's worked in the past against TJ Watt this style. It's worked against Miles Garrett. It's worked against a lot of people. But the biggest thing it does is it allows you to take a Dan Moore Jr. or a guy built like a Zach Banner and cover for some of their weaknesses in the passing game while letting them thrive and be aggressive in run blocking. To me, Zach Banner getting another shot makes sense. The commitment at, like, I think it's $5 million, isn't huge. And again, keeping him through free agency, keeping him through the draft, keeping him into training camp, isn't naming him a week one starter. It's not saying he's definitely going to be on the roster. It's just giving the Steelers a chance to see if he can finally become that player, become a valuable part of this team. If he's if he's a starter at $5 million, that's great. If he's a backup at $5 million, that's not bad. That's not bad. You need depth. In the same way that Zach Banner is going to get a chance to be seen at training camp and in the offseason workouts and all of these things before a decision is made on whether the Steelers will pay him. Because, again, they don't pay him until week one. Contracts like that do not, unless it's a unless it's a roster bonus or something like that that has a specific specific date. Contract salary for the year. His first paycheck will be a game check after week one. Until then, it's just the same per diem players get every day they're in camp. That's it. 
That's all they get. So until week one is actually gone and he is on the 53-man roster, he won't get paid a cent of that contract. So it's not... It's not a decision that has to be made now, and the Steelers don't want to make it now. In the same way, they don't have to make that decision with Zach Banner. The Steelers don't cut rookies, right? They don't cut rookies. Why? Because rookies are cheap. Rookies are cheap. To replace a guy on a rookie contract, you would have to sign someone at the veteran minimum. Which means you're not getting a good player. You're getting a veteran minimum player, and you're paying more for them than you would for a guy on a rookie contract in most cases. I'm talking about rookies because Kendrick Green is not going to be cut. They're not. He's not going to be cut. The only rookies that get cut on the Steelers are people who cause the team problems or can't be on the field at all. Kendrick Green wasn't good. B.J. Finney wasn't good. For most of the time, until they got John LeGlue next to him, J.C. Hassenhauer wasn't good. John LeGlue and J.C. Hassenhauer play well together. They weren't good. They played well together, and they were part of that one game against Cleveland where Cleveland could not do anything defensively, and we just ran all over them. I have to kind of write that game off as being Cleveland being Cleveland because they didn't do that in any of the other games. They weren't that good. But in that game, John LeGlue and J.C. Hassenauer looked like amazing offensive linemen. Way to way to go, Cleveland, you know? But Kendra Green is going to stay on that contract. The Steelers, the reason, the reason all of this happens, right? The reason the Steelers stick with their guys, the reason the Steelers stick with their rookies is because the Steelers focus more than player acquisition, they focus on player development. They focus heavily on it. And they've had success with that. Think think of guys on this team who have developed. Alejandro Villanueva, Marvell Smith, Brett Kiesel, so many players over there. Ike Taylor, even Troy Polamalu wasn't good his first season. But I think I think of an Ike Taylor who was on this team several years before becoming a starter and was benched in 2006. He was benched. Still a great starter. Still a great stealer. He took time to develop, and the Steelers gave him that time. James Harrison is a fantastic story. Was given so many chances by the Steelers to become a good football player, and he became a great football player. Vince Williams, more recently, was a player. He was awful his rookie season. Turned into a really nice player. One that people miss now. Terrell Edmonds. People wanted him cut after 2019. 2021, he was actually good. Solved most of his weaknesses and was a good player on this team. A good starter. To the point that people kind of want him back. You were like, yeah, you know, man, yeah, we'd like to have Terrell Edmonds back. Like, that's a pretty easy signing to make is let's get Terrell Edmonds. And, and most of the people who don't want him back are kind of stuck in 2019. Because they didn't notice him in 2021. <laughs> and that's a good thing. When you don't notice a safety who's put in man coverage a lot and who is put into weird, you know, roles and you just don't notice it. 
That means he's not getting attacked. Even Cameron Hayward, right? Cameron Hayward was a first-round pick. He sat behind Ziggy Hood for two years. Look at Ziggy Hood's career, right? We're not talking about James Harrison outplaying Clark Higgins and for some reason uh, still being his backup in 2006 after he outplayed him in 2005, right? Played far fewer snaps and was just straight out better than Clark Higgins. And then 2006 rolls around and he's a backup. You know, in 2007, Mike Tomlin comes in and is like, why, why is this guy a backup? <laughs> why, why is this guy a backup? I drafted Lamar Woodley, but you know what? Woodley, sit the bench. This guy's the starter. He gave him the job like two weeks into training camp. Was like, yep, James is our starter. He's that good. Didn't have no clue who he was when he came to the team. Thought he was going to have Lamar Woodley and Clark Higgins as his starters, and James Harrison was, was James Harrison. Not that story. With Ziggy Hood and Cameron Hayward, he wasn't worthy of starting. He didn't really turn the corner until season four when he became a good starter. And in season seven, he took the step to being great. And we've seen what's happened since. But it took time. Also to this point, Devin Bush is a fourth-year player. He's going to be 24 this season. He's young still. He's coming off injury. He's still on a rookie deal this year. He's not going anywhere. I don't know if they will pick up his fifth-year option. Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scene information uh, involved in that. And I think one of the key issues with him is if they think he's a player they want to keep around and if he's a player that they think can get back to being great and if they like what they saw from him in coverage in the end of the, towards the end of the season when he was a little healthier and they think, you know what, we can get the defensive line together, we can get a good linebacker, you know, we get a good linebacker to pair with him that covers for his weaknesses, crashing the line of scrimmage and really being that physical presence and let him be more the run around and, and be in coverage linebacker. Then yeah, I can see them wanting to invest in him and be willing to pay him a decent amount of money. But are they going to give him the fifth year option? I don't know. Even then there's factors into that, which, which include things like what the Steelers think will motivate him more and help him get back to being great again. Is it that is it that you know show of confidence? Is that how his personality works? Would that motivate him more? I don't know. The Steelers have to make that decision, and that will factor into it. At this point in the offseason, the Steelers are also talking to literally everyone, literally everyone, heading up into the draft, both in free agency and draftable players. When we come back, we're going to look at that. But for right now, we're going to take a break, and I'll see you again in a moment. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. Cutting Room Floor is brought to you, as always, by the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're checking out our site and our podcast for all your latest news and updates. And for my show, Analysis, Dave Does Stats, love that show. Lots of different shows, fantasy football focuses. We've got, we've got fan 
shows that are funny. We got we we've got everything. Just for all your Steelers fix this offseason, stick with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. First half of the show, we talked about how the Steelers approach their own players, how their focus on internal development means they give players longer than a lot of fans would like. And they they also spend more on their own free agents to keep them around, to keep them going. And so they're not as big player in free agency because instead of having a focus of let's add new improved talent, the Steelers focus on developing the talent they have. But that doesn't mean they don't have a focus on acquiring. That doesn't mean they don't value or pay attention to or do their due diligence when they are acquiring talent. They do it thoroughly. And this year, they have the money to acquire more than they usually do. The amount of cap space is, is, is a little overrated, I think. They still, I think the Steelers right now rank 10th in the NFL in cap space, allowed, like left, which is a lot more than they usually have. That's higher than they usually rank. But we're not going to be, you know, the winners of free agency. We're not going to go out and sign multiple big-time free agents because we have more money than anyone else. We're 10th. We're 10th. We're not the biggest fish in the free agency market here. We're not the we're not that team even now, even this year. This is just more than we usually have. But the Steelers are talking to everyone. Everyone. And there's all kinds of rumors. Are we going to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Are we going to trade for Jimmy G? We're in on that. We have a deal in place for Aaron Rodgers if if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave. We, we're one of the teams involved in that, yeah. Have the Steelers acquired about Jimmy G? Probably have. The Steelers are talking to, you know, this center and this guard and this other guard and this tackle and all these high-priced free agents. Are they talking to him? Heck yeah. At this point of the stage, the Steelers are gathering intelligence. It's, it's not legal tampering period yet. They still have time to figure out what they want to do when they actually hit free agency and have these options. And they're doing their work. You gather your intel. When you gather all of your intelligence, you gather all your information, you sit down, you lay out your options. Cost, benefit of different players, what you think of their film, how, how your pro scouting department views them what their strengths and weaknesses are. How do they fit the team? How do they fit the new offensive line coach? How would they fit in the room with their personality? All these different factors. You know, are they a leader? Are they a player that needs a good leader on their team so that they don't have to be that guy? Are they a person who does, you know, best when they can just sit and be quiet? Are they a person who does best when they're the guy in the room? You know, how does this all work? How does this player best work and does this player fit us? How well do they fit us? How much will it cost? This is all the information they're gathering. They're talking to everyone. They're talking to their agents. They're talking to anyone who to check. They're looking to every single option to see who's in their range, who isn't, who's worth it, who isn't. They're putting in the work. That means we get rumors all over the place, you know? They're looking at all the uh, top offensive linemen. They're they're they want to trade for Aaron Rodgers, but they also uh, really want Malik Willis, and they also have talked to every single other draftable quarterback, and they're talking to everybody. 
Like if you if you take all the rumors of who the Steelers are interested in, it's every quarterback. It's all of the offensive line. It's cornerbacks. It's inside linebackers. It's defensive linemen. It's edge rushers. It's wide receivers and tight ends. Literally everyone. The Steelers are interested in everyone. They're not going to draft everyone. They're not going to sign and draft and trade for eight different quarterbacks this offseason. But they're talking to them. They're talking to their agents. They're interviewing them. They're interested in them because they're gathering information to make the best decision they can. Want to throw that out there. Get that to you. Approaching free agency and approaching the draft, the Steelers are going to have one really fluid plan leading up to the draft. I I talk about this every year, and I think it shows up every season. The Steelers don't go into the draft with a position that they have a hole in, that they see as a position that doesn't have a starter. You may not like all the people they say are starter capable. You you may not want that person to be a starter, but the Steelers will look at it and say, okay, if we can't upgrade this position and this guy, you know, has to start, we'll deal with it. I'm going to approach this through the offensive line, right? You want to enter the draft with an offensive line where any guy on that line is either, you know, a good starter. You've got like a Kevin Dotson there. I think think he's the only one I would qualify as that as long as he's, you know, healthy. And then you have a bunch of guys you can live with as starters, right? You want at least that. So if... The Steelers have a Chukwuma Okorafor or a Zach Banner sitting there. You're like, okay, we could start that guy. Uh, Right now, you don't have a right guard at all. You don't have one. Obviously, okay, you have one guard. You have Kevin Dotson. Kevin Dotson has played left guard in the NFL. He played right guard in college. He played right guard in the NFL and was great at it in his first season. He can play either position. So the Steelers need one guard because they have exactly one guard. I don't think they see John LeGlue as a as a starter, full season starter that you're going to pencil in. So I believe they're going to add a guard. If the Steelers keep Zach Banner and they have Dan Moore Jr., they're one tackle away from having three tackles. That could be Chukwuma Korafor. And you'd sit there and the Steelers, I shouldn't say you, the Steelers can sit there and look at that situation and say, with these three tackles, we can deal with that. We can deal with Dan Moore Jr. And let's say Chukwumokorafor is your starting right tackle. If he's the worst player on your offensive line, we can deal with that. Center is an interesting story. How do the Steelers view J.C. Hassenauer? How do the Steelers view Kendrick Green coming into his second season? Working with Marquise Pouncey in the offseason. Are they going to look at him and say, well, if he's our worst starter and we can upgrade guard, that's fine. We can deal with him. They might. And honestly, if he gets his if he gets his snapping together, he gets his footwork together, gets his technique together, he could be something. Can he do that? I don't know. He's far away from it. It's a long way to go, and that makes it unlikely. But he could do it. If you go into the offseason and they sign one guard, right? They sign one guard in free agency. And you have 
a potential starting lineup of, let's say, I'm going to, I'm going to assume they, they re-signed Chukwuma Korfor in this because I think they have to sign a tackle. Even if they think Zach Banner is an option, I think they sign a tackle. Or, you know, because you're short one, in my opinion, there. Uh, so if you have Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, free agent other guard, and let's say Chukwuma Korfor at right tackle. The Steelers can look at it and say, yeah, that's a line where we can live with each one of those guys being the starter. That doesn't mean they're happy with the right tackle in the center position. It just means if we can't upgrade that position, we can live with it. So if in the first round, a really, really good right tackle falls to you, you draft that right tackle. And if you can't upgrade the center position, then you live with it. If at pick 20 in the first round, Tyler Linderbaum is sitting there, you draft Tyler Linderbaum, you upgrade the center position, and right tackle, you live with it. That's how the Steelers work. The best example of this from what the Steelers have done in the past is 2018 and 2019. In 2018, Steelers didn't have Ryan Shazier. They lost some backup line linemen, uh, linebackers. Just lost his name. Guy went to whatever. Uh they were down linebackers. They had Vince Williams. They went on the offseason and signed John Bostick. They went into a draft that had a lot of inside linebackers that they were rumored to, that they were connected to, that they were interested in. None of it worked out. 2018 draft didn't work out for them. So they didn't draft a linebacker. And they went into the season with Vince Williams and John Bostick. Heading into the 2019 season, the linebackers in 2018 had been a serious problem. The Steelers viewed that serious problem and said, we need to do something about it. So they brought in Mark Barrett. And they had a line backer group of Vince Williams and Mark Barron that they could said, okay, we can go into the season like this. Vince Williams is a thumper. Mark Barron is pretty much only a coverage guy. We can live with this. When their trade for Devin Bush worked out, they got Devin Bush, and now you have three linebackers, and you deal with that. You rotate them. You work them in. You you do what you do. You make do with it. So for the Steelers heading into this offseason, especially the offensive line this year, they're going to have that position in a place where they can deal with not upgrading it in the draft and be okay. And that means you're going to have passable starters at every position, at least. I'd love to see them upgrade. I'd love to see them upgrade in free agency. I think they definitely have to sign some kind of a tackle. doesn't have to be a great starter. I, I would love to see them draft a big-time guard, or sign a big-time guard before the draft in free agency. Would love to see that. That's That's been my hope this entire time. Uh, my, my, my dream scenario is they sign a really good guard and then Tyler Linderbaum falls to him and you have an interior line of just absolute monsters. I would I would love that. But the Steelers will have the position good enough that they can go into the next season. Same thing with cornerback. We want the Steelers to add a cornerback, but they're going to go into the draft with a cornerback group that they can live with. Cameron Sutton is a, is a decent to solid number two 
cornerback. He wasn't so great when Joe Hayden was out and he had to be the number one and he was matched up and he was, was frankly was overmatched and they couldn't really protect him because they were trying to keep, you know, James Pierre from being totally abused. Uh, they couldn't give any help to Cameron Sutton and it was a bad situation. But when Cameron Sutton is your number two starter, he's good. Steelers don't really have a number one, especially like they, they're going to have to do something with Joe Hayden or bring in another guy. Whether that guy is a top-level guy or just someone they think could be a starter and they could live with. I don't know how they'll do that. We don't know what they'll do at nickel. Arthur Millette, free agent. Are they going to put you know Trey Norwood and say, hey, now you're the nickel back this year? We don't know. We'll see. I think the Steelers will address the position, but they will address it at least to the point where they believe that position can go, they can go into the draft and not say we have to get a cornerback who can play this role year one, right? We have to get some guy who can play the, the role that we have an opening for and no one to fill. We have to draft that guy. They will not put themselves in that position because you don't know. You can't be sure you get it. You don't have the number one overall pick. You can't sit there and say, well, we can definitely get this specific player. That puts them in a position to sit there and draft the best player available at 20 and upgrade their roster at some position. And if that position is you know, right tackle or center, if that position is cornerback, you need to have a team around where you can't sit there and where you're not sitting there saying, oh my gosh, cornerback of the future is right there. That cornerback is phenomenal. But we have to draft an offensive lineman. We can't, we can't, we don't, you know, we don't actually have a, a guard. We don't actually have a center to play. We've got to draft somebody at that position who can start year one. No, you don't put yourself in that position. And then you can, if a great cornerback falls, you draft a cornerback and your defense just gets better and your offense survives and the team is better for it than, you know, grabbing an offensive lineman who's not as good just because you have to have that position filled. That's how the Steelers approach free agency. That's how they will approach the draft. And we may not like it. We may get upset with the results at times, but that's how they do things. And it's worked pretty well so far. That's our show today. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you have a good week. And as always, let's go Steelers. Steelers.